Church, man, tell me that we haven't had an awesome morning already. Amen. We, uh, we've declared his goodness. We spoke his truth of his gospel. We've praised him. We've glorified him. And we're not done yet. You know, uh, Few of you do know this, and some of you don't, but I want to share to our God's goodness this morning. Last Sunday, after church, it was the afternoon, uh, me and a couple of the kids went to a birthday party. And while I was at that birthday party, my phone rang and it said, Neil Lamb. I said, uh oh. What's, what's the pastor calling me for? I never know, right? I'm a little zealous sometimes. It could be glory or it could be the red carpet I get called to. We never know. But Neil told me a story that followed up what my wife had told me on the ride home. When me and Casey were riding home last Sunday, she said, honey, did you see Sean? Honey, I, I, I don't know exactly who you're talking about. But Casey did. And Casey knew of a man who had a life of struggle. Whether it felt like it or not, it was a struggle. But she watched him walk through the doors of church. She watched him come to the place of hope, the Lord's house of prayer. So when Neil called me and asked me, hey, do you know Sean? I said, well, uh, uh, yes and no. Why do you ask, brother? He said, this man came into church and testified of God's goodness and said, I'm ready to be baptized. I need to be baptized to take a step of faith. <laughs> Amen. So this past Wednesday, me and Pastor Neil had the blessed opportunity not only to baptize a brother named Sean, but a brother named Johnny, who had been waiting for an opportunity to be baptized in the name of the Father, in the name of the Son, and in the name of the Holy Spirit, amen. We watch individuals take steps of faith. So I dare say this, as Leo was talking about, we got to examine ourselves, right? If you have not taken a step of faith that looks like action and not words, after the message today, consider that. Today, we're going to be going to the book of John. We're going to go to John 14, okay? And we're going to read of a time in John's gospel where some of Jesus' own disciples had a, an uncertainty, right? They had a, a, an unsure thing. They, they, they struggled with something. 
They struggled with understanding God's will and what it looked like for them. But we got to back up a little bit to get everything here. So bear with me as I kind of, I'm going to roll through a little bit of chapter 13. I'm just going to share it with you. And then we'll go into the 14th chapter of John's gospel. At this time, we are at Jesus' last few hours. The will of God was upon him to be the lamb. He already was. But now we're in the last few hours of it. As the gospel declares, this is Jesus' last supper. And he tells them that he's going somewhere. He's going to be betrayed. And you know, there's a few times in the scriptures, a few different of the uh, the disciples, they kind of speak up, right? And man, I, I get Peter, man. I get it, right? I, I heard it said one time that if you look at Peter, sometimes you think the brother only opens his mouth to swap feet. Some of you fellas get that. You know what it's like to put your foot in your mouth, don't you? <laughs> Y'all know what it's like to swap feet too. I get that. If y'all don't know, my wife is standing in the front and we're going, yes, he does. <laughs> but if there's anything we can know about Peter, is man, the brother was genuine. He was outspoken. Peter was pretty zealous. So as Jesus would speak about that he's leaving and he's gonna leave them something. Y'all start, in John 13, verse 34, Jesus declares, he says, a new covenant I give to you that you love one another as I have loved you. That you also love one another. By this, all will know that you are my disciples. If you have love for one another. Simon Peter said, where are you going? And Jesus answered him. He says, where I go, where I am going, you cannot follow me now. But you shall follow me afterward." Peter said to him, Lord, why can't I follow you now? I will lay my life down for your sake. And Jesus said to him, will you lay your life down for my sake? Most assuredly, I say to you, the rooster shall not crow 
until you have denied me three times. The brother had confidence that he would follow Jesus Christ. But the reality is our God knew his heart. Now as confident as Peter felt enough to tell the Lord that, what's Peter thinking right now when he was just told with, before the morning comes, you have denied me. Other translations say disown. This is a shocking time where a man's confidence in itself gets train wrecked by the truth. Anybody else in here relating to Peter yet? Where the, your own confidence that you go by day by day and you say out loud gets train wrecked by the morning. I relate to Peter. Now at this time, The Lord doesn't rub Peter down in the mud, but this is what he says to all the disciples. And let this be the message today to all of us. Let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go to prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you to myself. That where I am, there you will be also. And where I go, you know. In the way, you know. He said, where I'm going, I've told you. You know where I'm going and you know how to get there. Now, Thomas... Now, Thomas, you know, when as I was going through this scripture, I challenged myself and I took Thomas's name out there and I put Michael's name. Poor Thomas, the brother gets the name Doubting Thomas. But the reality is it's Doubting Michael. It can be Doubting Leo, can't it, brother? It can be Doubting Neil, Doubting Eric. We can have doubts, can't we? If anybody in this room would be really honest, you'd raise your hand and say, I've doubted too. I've doubted so much in the uncertainties. See, Jesus knew the hearts of the men and in his uncertainty, Peter's uncertainty that is, in his uncertainty, he's unsure of what's going on. He don't have an understanding. He's been discouraged. And Jesus comforted him. 
the will of God being displayed before his very disciples, and they're discouraged. They don't understand. Thomas said to him, Lord, we don't know where you are going. How can we know the way? Hey, church, watch this. Didn't Jesus just tell him? I go to prepare a place for you. In my father's house, there are many mansions. And if I go to prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself. But Thomas came right behind the Lord and said, we don't know. Has there ever been a moment in your walk where you've read Jesus' words and you literally look back at the Lord and say, I don't know. Jesus said, you know the way. But Thomas said, no, I don't. By leaning on his own understanding of what God's doing, he became unsure and contradicted his master. He contradicted his master. And he doesn't even know it. Whew. I know I've contradicted him. Lord, we do not know where you are going. How can we know the way? And Jesus said unto him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. If you had known me, you would have known my Father also. For now on, you know him and have seen him. Philip said, man, Peter's not the only one that can put his foot in his mouth, is he? Peter's not the only one that's uncertain and unsure. Peter's not the only one who don't understand. Philip said to him, Lord, show us the Father. And it is significant for us. Jesus said to him, Have I been with you so long, and yet you have not known me, Philip? Church, I 
What an awesome time of worship, praise and worship this morning. Amen? We declared of an awesome God. We declared his holiness. We said thank you. But we do have doubt, don't we? Me and my wife, we uh, we've we've struggled with a few things, okay. And it don't take you long to understand in a relationship with anybody that they think a little bit different than you do, doesn't it? Casey and I, we look at things way different. But one of the things we did come to the understanding of is we stopped looking at each other as a threat. We would recognize that the Lord gave each other strengths and that we should not look at a God-given strength as a threat. If you ask her this story, she'll tell you something along the lines of, Michael has an awesome ability to recite scripture and the address of where it's located in your Bible. For a long time, she almost asked me to stop doing it. And I said, why? She said, because you know so much, it makes me feel like a bad Christian. We battle with that. Okay, we battle with it. My wife has the amazing ability to apply things in scripture in her life, like grace, and she doesn't really understand. No, and she doesn't, she doesn't know a particular biblical verse of it by memory. So, with her God-given ability to show grace and forgiveness, sometimes I'll look at it and go, I don't know why in the world you would do something like that. Do you not know what's happened here? But there was a reckoning in our life that we said it in this way. Truth and grace are amazing things. Can we all agree to that? Yeah, and one thing we realized is they both have to be married, okay? I'm gonna give you a short example of it. Truth by itself can be harsh and a weapon. Grace by itself could make a doormat out of anybody to apply grace, right? They have to come together And it showed up in this way as I was praying through this and asking the Lord to show me how to really honor him. And it come down to this. 
Have I been with you so long, and yet you have not known me, Philip? He who has seen me has seen the Father. So how can you say, show us the Father? Do you not believe that I am in the Father and the Father in me? Do I not believe? See, the reality of it is that's what we're called to do, amen? Faith is not understanding. Here, the reality is the, the disciples here, they didn't understand all this, did they? Ask yourself a question. Do you understand it all? So it's not about your understanding. Do you believe? Now, that's not just an evangelistic question. If a few of you know me, you know I love evangelism. That's one of my favorite gifts. I'll get wild and reckless and be in the community and I'll share the goodness of God. I'm called to it. So I will. And I'll love. And I'll show up when it's unexpected and tell you that I have way more faith than you have doubt. There are more than one person in this room who can declare that and say that they've been through that. But the reality of it is that's not just for someone who does it. For the believers in the room. Have you ever had doubt? Look, it's snowing. <laughs> Have you ever needed reminding about believing? Praise God. It ain't but one way, amen. How often have we complicated our walk in Jesus? Bring it back, guys. Some of you may know uh, my spiritual father, Bobby McGee. Man, he is a special man in my life. I tell you, the Lord's used him in more ways than I can imagine. More ways fathomable. And he often tells me, so often, on the mountaintop and in valleys, he says, son, yes, he calls me son. We got to go back to basics. We got to go back to basics. If we don't go back to basics, we'll get in front of the Lord If you're in front of somebody, you can't follow them. Do y'all not see that? If you're in front of somebody, you cannot follow them. Truth? So we go back to the basics. And one of the things of the basics of all this is Jesus says, I am the way. And I declare to you today, he is. He says the truth. And I'm gonna declare to you that he is. He says the life, and I declare to you today that he is. That no one comes to the Father except through him. 
Amen. So looks, let's look back at belief, and I wanna challenge everyone in this one. Me and Casey, we do, we have truth and grace, right? And one of the things we have to come to the agreements is truth, truth is 100% truth, right? So I dare to say that a 99% truth is a 100% lie. Is that right? It is. So it's either true or it's a lie. Do you believe that? Do you believe that he is the way? You believe that truth or you don't? We'll get caught up in the middle of that. We, sometimes we gotta bring that thing back. And I don't know who this message is for today. The Lord's given many different opportunities for other people to stand here, but I'm the one here because he has something. Not because of Michael, but I'm here because he has something. And what that something can look like is truth. Do you believe? It's 100% truth or it's a 100% lie. Let me, let me reel it back to this. Jesus took this all the way to the cross, right? Right? He took it all the way. He didn't back up. He didn't shut up. Matter of fact, by himself, after everyone else had left him, remember Peter? Lord, I'll lose my life for your name's sake. Bye. He's gone. Jesus by himself took that cross all the way there and he died at Calvary. Do you believe that? Do you believe that his blood atoned for the sin of the world? That the father gave him because he so loved the world? So I declare to you today, you gotta make a decision in your head and heart. This helps me out. And maybe it's gonna help someone else here today. But we have to make a decision. As those brothers made a decision and was baptized in Jesus' name, we have to make a decision to walk and know if he carried it to the cross, then it went all the way to the end of his life here. So I will say this, challenge yourself to this church. He either was exactly who he said he was, the son of God, the son of man, the way, the truth, and the life, the resurrection, or he was a false prophet and a heretic. It's one or the other. He left no in-between. So where does Jesus Christ stand in your heart? He either is or he ain't. There is no in between. He drew the line, man. He left no room. For any gray. It's the truth. It either is or it ain't.
And it's because of that that we have grace. And truth and grace are married. So when you rest in the truth, you can know that the grace of God will match you right there. But you have to decide. To the believers in Jesus Christ, you have to decide every day, don't you? And it's good to have those reminders. It's good to know that you step back and you say he is an awesome God. Thank you for the cross. Thank you for the reminder, Lord. I don't always live my life like I honor your, the life you spared for me. Every single day, I don't operate like you sacrificed your life so that I may live. And that's where grace comes in. That's where God's mercies are new every day. Do you not believe? Did you believe more yesterday than you do this morning? Scripture tells us, do not think of yourself higher than you ought to, but with sober judgment, align yourself up with the faith that the Lord has given you. So it's not on you. Believe me, Peter just said, I will lay my life down for you. And I believe he said that in full confidence. Check this out, church. I believe Peter meant it when he said it. But the reality is, that his confidence in his own self failed him before the sun rose. Has anybody else's confidence in your own self failed you before the sun came up? Do you not believe that I am in the Father? In the Father in me, the words that I speak to you, I do not speak on my own authority. But the Father who dwells in me does the work. Believe in me that I am in the Father, in the Father in me. Now Jesus says something here that is place to help them bring them back to the basics. Jesus says, or else believe me for the sake of the works themselves. Now let me ask you church, has he said understand yet? Has Jesus Christ used the words understand yet? But he said believe. He said, believe. Most assuredly, I say to you, he who believes in me, the works I do, he will do also. See, I declare this to you. Jesus Christ was a prophet, amen? Amen? Now, if you go back and read the word of God through his prophets, what do they say? 
thus saith the Lord. Thus saith the Lord of hosts. Jesus, don't say that. Most assuredly, I say to you. I say. I am. Most assuredly, I say to you, he who believes in me, the works I do, he will do also in greater works than these will he do. Because I go to my Father. See, it's not that anything people would do, but it's because he goes to prepare a place and he goes to his Father. And whatever you ask in my name, that I will do that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If you ask anything, in my name I will do it. Here it is. Do you believe? Do you believe this morning? Don't complicate this thing, believers. Don't complicate this thing, non-believers. It is or it ain't. You can recognize that truth. It's either the truth or it's a lie. You've got to make that decision for yourself. It doesn't have to be off of things that's driven into something else. The reality is once that happens in your life, once you believe, you have life. Restore Green shows the evidence of that. For two years, that the Lord has opened up that ministry, and me and my wife have watched more miracles happen in really unexpected places than we could have imagined. We can't write the story this good because they believe in Jesus Christ, the Son of God, the Lamb who was slain for them. That reminder today Go back, and you have to decide for yourself. This is not something that your mama and daddy can do for you. This is something that is a personal, intimate thing. Everything you've personally been begging for, that feeling that you got on the inside, that you're unsure, that knot of uncertainty in there is literally your soul begging for the rest of you take it to Jesus. My challenge today is to believe. And we'll leave it at that. Worship team, can you guys join me on the stage? He either is the son of God, the savior of man, the lamb who takes the sin of the world on himself. And purifies. He is the God of the Old Testament. If he is in the Father and the Father is in him, he is the God of Abraham, the Isaac, and of Jacob. This is the same God that David danced to. This is the same God who Elijah prayed to. 
I dare say this, if you're battling on the inside, Lord, I don't understand it. Show me the way. He's already declared it. The answer to every one of your questions is I am the way, the truth, and the life. If there's something that those three things can nourish your very soul with, you're gonna have to come ask him for it. And let this song be an open invitation to wherever you gotta go to do that business. Pray with me, church.